I'll say this about Italy. Love the food. <laughs> okay. That does make up for your um, insulting the entire country. Okay, welcome to DL Gaming, a PC Gamecast. That is what we called ourselves now, I'm pretty sure. My name is Christian. I'm Amanda. I'm Diddy. And I'm Bobby. I, this is really weird, guys. This Where's is really the joke? Weird. You gotta throw a joke in there. I don't do jokes. Don't Hilarious. Do jokes. <laughs> it's in my contract. <laughs> no jokes on this podcast. And uh, what what's up with Emilio? He... Uh, Unfortunately, he did drown in a tub of salsa. That's kind of the sad part. <laughs> Covered in seeds. Couldn't save him. He's so this sticky. Side. Yeah. This time I couldn't do it. Okay. What a way to go. Yeah. So this is going to be a weird one. So we're missing Emilio today. He's out sick. We're also missing Nick. He is in San Francisco. That's his excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Wearing sweatpants at a baptism. Yeah. Yeah. He tried to throw a rock over here. I saw it. Just go by on Bobby's screen, but I don't think he can he can actually be here in person. No. No. So we've got some new faces here, and we're doing this remotely. So it's going to be interesting. It would be All nice right. and safe. Nobody's going to yeah. get sick. Yeah. Right. No venereal diseases from Emilio. That's the good news, right? So where do we start? Because we also... No more. We also don't have a screen for the seven people who watch this on YouTube. You won't see anything. Or if you're watching this live on Twitch, you'll just see our faces. That's going to be kind of weird. That's like, I don't know. I don't know yeah, how well Bobby can talk without something visually in front of him. This is like a good test, isn't it? No, I have stuff on my screen. Oh, but here's the here's the problem. I'm using one monitor like a savage. All right, there's like Kalahari. <laughs> it's like this big though. Still have dual monitors, but. And that's a long story I'll get into later. So it's kind of difficult for me, but I do have all my stuff up here that I'm going to flip through. But I also have a mic that likes to pick up every little tiny thing. So I'm trying not to click on my mouse. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. If you hear the ocean, that's just him flushing the toilet. Um, <laughs> I guess we do have to thank a new uh, patron, Comfy oh, nice. Comfy Unicycle. He pledged at $5. Um, Ooh. Everyone on three say unicycle. Two, three. Unicycle. unicycle. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, then we're going to st start on the radar. Games that have come to Bobby's attention and only Bobby's attention. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't have anything that great this week. Uh, I will say this first one, Cave Crawler, looks kind of interesting. It's a free-to-play game. And it is, I want to call it Mega Man like it looks like a, a slimmed down version of Mega Man and it's pretty short it's got like five levels and one boss and I think it's just made by one dude and it looked pretty good I'll probably check it out I mean it's free so the price point is good right yeah can't be and free. overwhelmingly positive yeah yeah and I was a huge Mega Man fan I loved Mega Man games when I was young I don't really do side scroller games anymore um what's really odd you know how like I don't do controllers at all Yet, I can play side-scrollers on controllers. Like, I can do that. But th those are the only types of games that I can play with a controller these days. Do you use the D-pad, Bobby, or do you use the joystick? I use the D-pad, yeah. Okay. Because I stopped playing consoles right around the time the joystick I was becoming popular. What, what was that, like the N64? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I never really learned. I, I never got that, like, feel for the, for the joystick 
and I, I still can't get it. I mean, it's a better way to do it. I understand that because there's like degrees of moving the jo- the joystick with the D pad. It's like it's either pressed or not pressed, right? Right. But with the with the joystick, you can kind of creep and and move slowly. But yeah. Yep. Yeah. I made that same transition back in the day because I had an old school NES and Super Nintendo and everything. But yeah, I evolved along with the consoles when all that started coming out with N64. Do they even put D-pads on controllers anymore? They do. Yeah, yeah they do. Yep. Okay. If you look at mine, like even the latest like Switch controllers, like I like this one because it has the D-pad on it. That's a Switch controller? And the joystick. That looks yeah, fucking buddy. awesome. What? Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, nice. Holy wireless. shit. wireless. You can connect it. Yeah. It looks more like a PS4 controller. That's awesome. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the shape is correct. But even on, I think um, my last roommate that I lived with had a PlayStation 5, and I'm pretty sure the D-pad was still in that controller as well. Yep, the PS5 does have one as well. They use it, like, in a different way, right? So it depends on the game. So, like, it might be inventory management or switching weapons or those types of things as opposed to, like, you know, 3D rotational view of the world, those types of things. I would tell you, like, going back to old school games like Mortal Kombat and stuff, even the new ones, right? Like, I always go to the D-pad versus the joystick just because of the definitive nature of what you're trying to do Mm -hmm. when you're flipping through moves. Yeah, I played a lot of Street Fighter on Super yeah, Nintendo. there you go. And uh, those had a lot of different moves than Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat special moves were always like right, left, right, left, A or something, or, you know, up, down, right, left. But in uh, Street Fighter, you had that like half arc or full arc motion where you had to do like down, down, right, right, and then a button. Yep. So I don't, I don't know, maybe that was easier with a joystick, but yeah, I learned all that on, on directional pads. When... Yeah, since Emilio's not here to defend himself, I mean, I regularly kick his ass in Street Fighter. I mean, whenever we play, just totally annihilate him. I know he says he beats me in Magic, which is sometimes true, but Street Fighter, totally take him out every time. Okay, right. nice. Does he go into the room like you? It's like you, your kids, your wife, and does he just burst down the door and says, I can beat all you in Street Fighter, just randomly exactly at the top of his... Oh. Yeah. He does. Sometimes, and then arm wrestling. Yeah, he can be so fucking rude. So, anyways, whatever. We won't talk. He's not here. It's not really fair. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Send himself. Okay. All right. So yeah, that was Cave Crawler. Sick, Amanda. What what's up here? Arc two. What's that all about? So Arc two is going to be the expansion, obviously, to Arc one. But what is interesting and what I find very fascinating, for starters, it doesn't come out until 2022. They don't say when in 2022, which tells me it'll probably be in the later part. Um, but it's interesting because this one is supposed to have a lot more story. The graphics are definitely better. And Vin Diesel, yes. uh, like stars in it, dude. And apparently he has done some of the coding, which I just what? think like that. Yeah, that is like, no, so, he can so barely pro. read. Whoa, yeah, dude. Well, that's, <laughs> Vin Diesel <laughs> listens to this podcast. Calm down. Like he, uh, well, they're supposed to also additionally too have an animated series that comes out as well. Um, I'm not sure that I see anywhere of whether it's going to be on Netflix or um, I'm not sure where it's going to be, but they say that they're going to be release- releasing a uh, animated series on top of this game. But I just think that that's pro, dude. As you're young and shit, you just you go through life being like an action movie star, like ripped dude, like Chronicles of Riddick. And then the 
Fast and Furious uh, line, and then, you know, as you start getting old, you just CGI yourself how you were as Riddick <laughs> in Ark. It's genius. Like, what Let's a genius, dude. He's had a great <laughs> yeah. life. Yeah. He's had a great life, and, you know, he's coming back as basically Riddick, dude, in Ark 2. I'm I'm here for it. I love it. So you... I'm super excited. It's What it are be... you most excited for Ark 2? Like, twice the poo? Ark 2, twice the... What's what's going Definitely on? Definitely twice the poo. Uh <laughs> No, I'm I'm really excited to see kind of the the graphic upgrade and like more of the story because there is a story in Ark, but God, it's so hard to find. Like you pretty much have to join a, a community and a group, and then together go through the bosses and find different uh, codexes and parts of information about the world, and like you kind of piece it together and create the story in a sense. Which on one hand I think is fun and cool, and if you get in on the right server, it could be a blast. Uh, and that's why they have like role playing servers and things like that. But I'm really excited to see it, that they're putting more story as a focus for Arc Two, and I think that that will be really cool to do and play. But check it out; they have like the announcement trailer out there, and it looks great. It looks like it's going to be awesome. So I hope that they can keep up with the hype, and I hope the animated series is cool because that's a great idea. I feel like it's endless content with a bunch of dinosaurs and like Paleolithic like derps that are trying to find like the technological age. It's great. <laughs> Interesting. I've never been an ARC guy. Like I've actually never I've played some of those open world survival ones and I have ARC, but I've never actually played it. Like Bobby, as big as you are into dinosaurs, I would have thought like ARC and ARC two would have been right up your alley, you taming some mechanized T Rex or something. You would think so, but I can't do crafting survival in yeah, yeah. I, I burnt out on Rust, and then I tried oh. to get into Ark. I I tried, but just didn't didn't connect. Yeah, and I, I missed a lot of that. When you said Vin Diesel was doing coding, I kind of blacked out there for a second. I couldn't really <laughs> process. That. Yeah, that was a little weird. So he's actually like involved in the like he's not just doing like like making creative decisions. He's actually doing some of the coding. He wrote the comment. That is that is what I had. heard heard from a body of mine playing arc so let me double check that because i mean if nick's not here i guess i'm the new nick right so let me make sure <laughs> yeah. i'm not let's just throw stuff that. out there well, <laughs> um i'm pretty sure that he yeah. weird on his wikipedia mark st Clair, known professionally as vin diesel is an american actor filmmaker and video game developer yeah really no it. i yeah. just i made that up sorry oh jesus it was, oh, it was yeah. pretty convincing though it was pretty yeah that was good you sold that shit convincing well if it, so what i found according to pc gamer is that he has joined the studio as an executive producer um and but i know that that doesn't mean that he's coding so i'd imagine he's providing yeah he's providing direct feedback to the development process you know he wanted to be a director that when he was younger, that was like his whole plan. He wanted to be a director and whoever directed like one of his earlier movies, I think the Chronicles of Riddick or uh, one of those ones, like he had a lot of problems. Like he was trying to play director and give too many notes or something. And he had to be like, and the director had to be like, you know what? You're just an actor and, and stand back. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. He's a real creative guy. If you, yeah. if you look on YouTube, you can probably find this, but he was in, he was in like this old video in like the eighties or nineties. It was like a instructional breakdance video. And it's so weird to see him because he's super young and super skinny, but yeah, that would Vin be Diesel, wild. fascinating. 
Yeah, so, it seems like he's just basically a game tester, though, and reporting bugs and things like that. And so that's what mm-hmm. they mean kind of by the developer. Uh, oh, really? Apparently, he has been a longtime ARC player, though. So we have, like, this pseudo, really? like, Henry Cavill Witcher thing going on where, like, he's played ARC for I, – he's put in a lot of hours into ARC, and he loves it. So now they're like, yeah, he's he's a producer, and they're having him test the game out and for ARC 2, and – you can see him. They have him all CGI'd. He's looking like a much younger version and more ripped version of himself. But hell yeah, dude, get it. That's what I'm saying. He's just going to continuously live on. Chronicle you got, of Riddick. Like, you got a Vin Diesel thing there, Days? You got a little infatuation, maybe? A little. He's hot. He can get it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. So I, that's, a, that's not the most reason why, or that's not the highest reason why I'm excited for ARC 2, but it sure do help. Um... Yeah. Vin Diesel, moving copies, executive producer, Arc 2. You love to see the transition. All right, Diddy, what's going on? Dying Light 2, this is a game only you are excited about, so please explain. Oh, man. Well, first I was going to talk about Witcher 4. Henry Cavill's coded the whole thing up, and it's going to (laughs) release next year. I don't know if you guys knew that. It's a DLG first. We we heard about it just through our connections with Henry uh, and his bros over there in the UK that we know. Um, but no, Dying Light 2, um, so Dying Light 2 is uh, coming out February 4th, next Friday, uh, and it was uh, comically, I'll say, uh, me and Emilio's bromance, it was our Christmas gift exchange, and he got me Dying Light 2, which is a co-op multiplayer zombie pseudo-survival story-based game uh, that's an evolution of Dying Light 1 from Techland. Uh, so Techland was originally, I think, the creators of Dead Island, and I didn't realize this, but Bobby would appreciate Call of Juarez. They also made Call of Juarez. Did you know that? Really? I did. Yeah, I think I did know that. But there's been a lot of Call of Juarez games. Are you talking about the first one? Uh, actually, I think it's most in the series. It wasn't clear. I'm going based off of Wikipedia. Okay. It's the one that Ray played. The stuff. It might have been the really <laughs> bad one. <laughs> yeah, that Ray that Ray really enjoyed the shit out of, uh, as opposed to Gunslinger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not it's not clear, but I had no idea. Like it basically lists, you know, Dying Light and uh, Call of Juarez as games that Techlands developed. Oh, cool. So yeah, I thought that, that was, was kind of interesting. I, I love Dead Island. I absolutely love that game and Riptide when it came mm-hmm. out too. And I, I think I've mentioned this before, but I didn't even realize for the longest time that Dying Light was basically, it's basically a sequel to yeah. Dead Island. Like, it's the same thing, but they've just improved upon yep. um, the gameplay so much, just like in all these different ways. So, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to this, too. How crazy is it going to be when they announce, like, February 2nd that this is on Game Pass, though? Oh, shit. Is it? <laughs> I hope not. We'll see. I don't know. It was a gift exchange. But yeah, Emilio goes to Days next week, and it's uh, up to four people co-op, I think, still. Um, And I remember playing it like Dying Light 1, and just like when you get to that first, you know, night survival, where all the, you know, super evil zombies come out and stuff like that, that was freaky. It was a a fun, scary game, but then daytime, running around, jumping, parkouring over stuff, Spider-Man, and when you get the grappling hook, things like that, it was was pretty fun. It was a blast. Played all the way through that one. Dying Light, yep. Same. I will also be getting this game, and it probably should be the game of the weeks because it's gonna take over. I think our Discord by a storm. I love it. Yeah, it's sixty bucks though, so it's it's a little on the high end, but I think it'll be worth it. I think it'll be a good solid game. Too. The first one was for sure. What do you guys think about the five hundred hour to fully complete? Um, I think I'll never great. touch that. <laughs> yeah, I'll never touch it either. But 
and yeah, that's, probably I mean, won't complete it. Yeah, <laughs> to me that tells me. It. Yeah, to me that tells me it's like a, a lot of open world space to go through. Like the first game had, you know, you beeline the story and you're good, but then they got all these side missions and different areas to explore and stuff like that. If they've expanded on that, made more power to them. Like that'll be great. You you played the DLC, didn't you, Bobby? The one with the cars and stuff. I don't even remember what it was yeah, called. Yeah, and maybe that's where they're getting the 500 hours on Dying Light 2 from. But the DLC in the first Dying Light was almost endless. Like you could just level up and level up and level up. Just keep going on that. Like there was countless hours to be spent on that. And I played a lot of it. I really enjoyed it. But um, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could go 500 hours. Yeah, I is this gonna? So... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Dace. I was gonna say, like, I, to me, like, I loved just even driving around in the buggies and just mowing mm -hmm. over uh, zombies and shit. I thought that was so therapeutic. So I'll probably take a bunch <laughs> of hours into that, and it won't go anywhere, but I'll feel happy doing it. Right. Yeah. And that was something new in the DLC of Dying Light. I don't think that was in the original right. game. Yep. Yeah. That's right. It's just the DLC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd gotten the DLC and like started playing it, but actually just never really dove into the whole car thing. And I just can't drive cars without using a, a controller. Like I can't do it with a keyboard and mouse. That's a struggle for me. So I never got into it, unfortunately. I would just have it all uh, plugged in and then switch. Just like I, I would, yeah, yeah, I would have my controller plugged in so that way when I got to the part where I was driving, I would just transition over. Got it. Steam is quick with that, so it was nice. There you gonna you pick go. this up, Bobby, or no? You gonna wait on it? Probably wait on it. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. But uh, a lot of their games, they, they drop in price like right later on. And, you know, I've got so many other games in the queue ready to play that there's no rush. Yeah. 3, I mean, it would be nice to jump in when everybody else is jumping in, but I, I can wait. Yep. I'm not coordinated enough to play a game like Dying Light. Lots of jumping, shooting zombies. Too much. It's too much. Oh, they make it easy. They make yeah, it easy. It's not bad. Yeah. Like, well, I it's just intuitive. don't want to play. Fuck you guys. Don't want to play with me. <laughs> come on. Just It could be us four. Okay. Lee, okay. <laughs> You're like really into me right now? Just like calm down. Okay. Uh, a game that does look pretty simple. Looks like a tower defense. Bobby, what's up with this Rogue Tower game? Another. Is this a puzzle game? What's happening? Rogue Tower. So, yeah, this is a... Um... Uh, tower defense game but what i find that they're doing a lot is they're combining two genres especially tower defense like it can never just be a tower defense game it always has to be a tower defense game and something else um so this one is a tower defense but it's also a roguelike and it looks like there's also some cards in it too that's like the big thing to throw into games now too is just cards it, it graphically it doesn't look like super amazing but i just like that mixture of those three genres tower defense I, i've always enjoyed tower defense games you know, Plants vs. Zombies, I think that's just, like, one of the best games ever. Um, so I'm always on board for that. But then you throw in the roguelike, and then you throw in uh, the card-based thing. And I'm like, okay, might have a game going on here. It's 15 bucks, and it is out now. Reviews are fairly decent, but not a lot of people playing this. After yeah, this looks... Go ahead. Sorry, when two people start at the same time and both of them say go ahead, that's called a Canadian standoff, by the way. You're all <laughs> you're all very kind. Um, I won't play another tower defense in my life unless it's a co-op one. I think it's much more interesting to fight uh, like your friend gets the same waves as you and you both are approaching the same problem and then the first one to die gets all the gold. Have you guys played it like that? Uh -uh. That doesn't sound like co-op. 
That sounds like a versus, versus. mode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I said the wrong word there. Yeah, versus, 100% versus. Um, Single-player tower defenses, I don't know. They just don't do it for me anymore. I don't know. John, what, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, I think this looks really fun. Like, I, yeah, I'm glad you brought this up, Bobby, because, yeah, it just released literally two days ago. Um, and it looks, yeah, this looks like something to sink my teeth into for 15 bucks, for sure. Yeah. What's really strange is I could never really get into those tower defense games where they combined it with a first-person shooter, like Orcs Must Die or Sanctum 1 and 2, where you, you'd set up your tower defense, that was the strategy part, and then you would actually try to survive the wave with what you had set up, but then also you as a first, uh, you as a character in the game run around and you shoot the enemies as well. Um, I mean, that seems like such a great idea, but it's, it's so weird. It's like something I like in concept, but not something I actually like to play. Okay. Uh, maybe that's just me, though. Well, tower defenses. Who would have thought? The crazy thing with tower defenses, like where they came from, like StarCraft One custom games. That I don't know things that come from people fucking around and like these old games and making custom maps. That's always fascinating. I mean, if we trace the lineage, if we have like the family tree of gaming, I think like everything comes from something. You know, everything was like a mod of something. Right. It probably all goes back to like, like Wolfenstein or something. Yeah. All comes back to it StarCraft all goes One. Back to Wolfenstein. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every game made is from StarCraft One. That I read that <laughs> on Wikipedia. Um, Zenith and the Last City. What's up? Uh, so this game, to me, from what I've been seeing, is a like a VR MMO. Uh, it's come onto my radar. It came out in January 27th, so recently it was released. Um, and it just looks awesome. It looks like what I would personally want out of a VR game. I don't have VR, but I will be getting VR soon. And so this is definitely high on my list to get um, because it's just... It looks like it's a lot of fun, like the concept of being able to run around and have alliances, play with your friends in VR, but like in more of a MMO setting where you're fighting monsters, and I don't, I'm not sure if you can craft. It seems like there's a lot of combat, and you can make friends doing raids and go into dungeons, and that just sounds right up my alley with that. Have you guys heard of any VR MMOs before? Uh-uh. I think it's a first. Oh my god. Yeah, this is... I think there's been ones before, but not like this. Like, just watching this days. Yeah, yeah. this is totally World of Warcraft in VR. That's crazy. It's like, action-packed. The bad thing with VR is, like, I feel like pressing the E button to mine something in New World is, like, cool. But if I have to bend over and, like, do, like, some sort of <laughs> mining interaction, it becomes, like, a little less cool, you know? I don't know. So I feel like it becomes more cool though. Like yeah, I think it would be so workout. much better. Yeah, like you're like literally mining. Wrist you know? Get some but, wrist weights in there. You're gonna be so ripped. I'm You'll not be able to take Emilio in arm wrestling. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. right. Uh, That's the trick, dude. Just play more MMOs in VR. Right. You know? MMOs and uh, skinning. You know, my aunt I have like the skinning table. And okay, okay. Well, you know what days? What VR are you getting? You know. Uh, probably the Oculus, like the cheaper one. Yeah. <laughs> but it wouldn't moving yeah. around just like put you on your ass. I barely know anything about VR, but like if you're in like World of Warcraft and you're doing a dungeon and you're constantly moving around, like isn't that super disorienting? Like isn't most VR made so you like teleport places or like slower moving? I don't know. 
I'd be curious to see that. Yeah, because like, I, I have heard a lot of people talk about getting motion sickness and not being able to play uh, VR for very long without becoming too disoriented too disoriented but i wonder if this is gonna i'd imagine this would make it worse because of what you just said like being really action-packed and like whipping around but i don't know you know i'm i'm excited to try it out and uh if i pass out well you know it's good that i've got the two cats right here so sweet (laughs) i uh i saw someone's demo of a vr game and he was talking about like this issue some people have and it's a fishing game and he's like yeah i got around it because you're just moving the boat around you know you aren't moving your perspective is moving but you don't physically move but you move in the game on this boat so it kind of makes a little more thematic sense and it was such a beautiful fishing game you know but i'm still running into this issue where it's like is it like i gotta cast the line okay now you know i'm skinning the fish damn it yeah exactly like button pushing that's like that's that's where the fun is at okay and then diddy you have elden ring I do. So uh, Elden Ring is coming out February 24th, so it's the end of the month. Pretty damn close to my almost real birthday this year. Uh, it was originally slated for November, and it is a from software game. So I'm a big Souls-like, Souls junkie. That's kind of my, my number one uh, as far as uh, game types that I enjoy, genres. And what makes Elden Ring uh, pretty interesting is George R.R. R. Martin of Lord of the Rings actually did the lore and world for it. So it's it's like a Lord of the Rings version of a From Software game. But of course, uh, the From Software team, Miyazaka and company, they all did the development work like they have for all the other, you know, seven From Software games or six or whatever it is. Okay. Um, um, I, do you mean Game of Thrones? Or is this like, is this set in the lore? Sorry. Uh, yeah, that's right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, it's gotcha. Game of Thrones. Sorry, I misspoke. No, that's good. But yeah, so the biggest difference here, right? Dark Souls Three was more of a like a linear Souls game, as is most of them are. But this is open world, uh, so that's going to be pretty interesting. Go and fight whatever bosses, or go through different areas whenever you want. All that fun stuff. Uh, obviously, graphically updated, and it's it's an homogenization of all their all their games. So there's a stealth component like Sekiro has. Um, so there's more uh, flavor into like dex builds and things like that. Um, there's also uh, some uh, heavier emphasis. Not that they always haven't always had it on magic. Uh, that's also present. And there's horses. You can get a ghost horse and ride around the open world. Uh, stuff like that. It's it's pretty cool and. Uh, like most Souls games, it's going to be uh, multiplayer as well. So you can, you know, both invade somebody else's game and you know kill them, take them out. Uh, but conversely, you can also go into somebody's game and help support them, help them through a boss, help them through an area, play co-op, that was, type of stuff. I was just going to ask you, dude. Like, I feel like you have a really good metric to rate these games by, like one to ten. Um, bonding with Emilio capabilities you know I feel like that should be a metric or bonding with anyone bonding with like yeah Yeah. so what is Elden Ring Elden Ring's like a strong 10 9 maybe 8 I don't know I've never done a lot of like multiplayer in a Souls game that's kind of my like sit down chill just kind of play by myself beat my head into a wall uh play through a boss for one boss for eight hours kind of thing uh and that's relaxing to me comically but um, I don't know. I'm hoping I'm hoping to play this a little more multiplayer. I got some local friends uh, from work that think they're going to be playing it. I don't think Emilio is going to touch this with a 10-foot pole. 
Um, I think Nick is definitely going to pick it up. So I'm hoping maybe to get some game time with Nick, maybe some of his buddies and, and maybe try out a little more. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good call. Yep. Get a little more co-op fun in with people. Yeah. Now, do they make the co-op very difficult to do? Because I remember running into that in the first and second Dark Souls where, yeah, you could do co-op with a friend, but in order to do that, you have to jump through a lot of hoops. There, there is a few hoops to jump through. Yeah. So there's, um, and I'm, I'm dating myself a little here because I don't exactly remember it all. Cause like I said, I didn't do it very often. Um, but you basically like have a summoning stone that you draw up on the ground and the other person has to get to the same place, I believe. And then click on the summoning stone. If you set a password, then they need a password to get in those types of things. Mm -hmm. But like invasions, like for PVP, you can do that anytime, anywhere. You just bloop, invade other people's yeah. games. Well, I seem to remember it was still kind of a crapshoot if you did that. Like, if you're trying to get in a specific person's game, uh, it wasn't guaranteed. Although, I think for the first Dark Souls, there was a mod that made it a lot easier. Yeah, I think it's improved a lot over time. Um, there'll be a little bit of a callback on the highlight section, but, like, um, Dark Souls 3, it was, it was for all intents and purposes, pretty easy to do. And then even Demon Souls, it was also, in the remake, it was done really, really well. So, it was pretty easy to get into to other people's games so it wasn't a big deal one of the other components that dark souls or the from software games have had almost historically that i always i kind of forget about that's really cool is they let you leave like signs right signs on the ground and then they have a certain set of words that you can pick from to put something there so you can actually like indicate if you're playing online indicate there's an enemy around that corner kind of thing or there's a treasure this way and i mean it's more uh you know, a puzzly wording because uh, you're limited on the characters and words you can yeah. use. But it's really interesting because it kind of has this community sense of coaching you through the game as you're playing. Uh, so you don't always feel like you're playing alone, even when you really are. Yeah. And I think they were the first ones to do that. That was the first I think time so. I ever saw it. I know Death Stranding does that as well. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm a loner, so I've never run into this mechanic, unfortunately. That's good. Good stuff. Um, okay. Let's move on to, oh, you know what? We need like some sort of visual cue here. You know, we're going from on the radar, games that are coming up to highlights. Do I need to go take a piss? Did be Emilio? Do I have to say, I got to go get another beer? That that could be, that should that be the sound effect. Like, even if he doesn't leave, the sound effect should be, uh, let me take a piss. Yeah. <laughs> we just record it from a previous episode and you play it in yeah. the transition. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Okay, we'll noodle on that. I feel like we've been noodling on that for a while. Um, I don't know. Uh, Bobby, what you don't have any games on here, but you have a bunch of like words and letters beside each other. What's what's this? The letters. Yeah. Um, so I was not able to play any games this week, like I had predicted. Uh, it took a full week to get my floor redone. So I was completely out of my house, not only out of my house, but I had to pack up all my stuff, including my computer, which it's been a while since I've had to move any of that. And then on top of that, I just kind of had a busy week, so I couldn't even play on my laptop, um, my MacBook, which isn't really set up for gaming, so it was kind of a hassle anyway. So, yeah, um, it, was, uh, it was kind of a shitty week in that regard. And when everything finally did get back to normal and I got everything set back up, which, trust me, was a journey. I, I've never had a smooth experience when it comes to this stuff, unfortunately. But when I got everything set back up, my monitor wouldn't work. Uh, oh, it, no. I couldn't even get the on-screen display to come up. Like, nothing. Um, it powered on. Um, it seems like it's getting a signal. Um, it lights up. 
and like the backlight comes on, but then nothing. And here's what's really weird. This has happened with me before. This has happened on the same monitor before. And I, I took it off my monitor stand. I like got ready to pack it up. I'm like, well, I guess it's time to get a new monitor. This is maybe three years ago. And I, I tried it one more time and then it just worked. I was like, okay, I guess you're back in there. Put it back on the monitor stand and uh, continued on. And here's the thing, I never shut down my computer. My monitors, they get turned off um, like at night, um, but my computer is never really off. So the, the monitor has been running quite a bit and I've had it for about six or seven years now. It's, a, it's an Asus ROG. It's, it was like the first 1440p, 144 hertz IPS panel that they, they had like back in the day, like 2016, I think they came out with these. So it was a real big deal back in the day. I, it was my first IPS monitor. I remember being blown away by that. And um, it was super expensive. And it always had a weird problem. Now, the, the monitor was advertised. It can, it can overclock to 165 hertz. And I did that because I was like, yeah, sure, I'll try that feature out. But it would have this weird flickering issue every now and then. Not super often, but every now and then. So I was like, all right, that's kind of weird. I'm just going to knock it down to the default 144 hertz. And the problem went away. So I was like, all right, cool. So the, what I'm saying is this monitor has a history. It's got, it, I've had problems with it. But this time, it's just not coming back. I got it sitting right next to me here, still plugged in. And I'm hoping that it's just going to, like, come to life all of a sudden. Like, it's just going to wake from the dead. But it's been about a day and a half, and I don't know if that's going to happen. So, like I was saying earlier in the show, I'm using one monitor, 1080p, 24 inches. It's wild. Like, I've never, I've never had to use one monitor and such a small one in a long time. Um, and have I guess I'm going to have Bobby, have you tried like blowing in the bottom of it, like in the giant Nintendo cartridge? <sighs> maybe I've not works. tried that yet. Maybe, maybe I'll give that a shot. I'll Bobby, try anything at this point. Yeah, give it like a couple compliments. Be like, yeah. you were expensive, <laughs> you honey. So good to me. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. you were so crisp. Yeah. Even at one forty-four, you look so good. <laughs> the naughty things I've watched on you. Come on, <laughs> have you have you tried? turning it off and turning it back on again i did try that yeah i mean that's kind of the only thing you can do with a monitor right what do you think is like oh this could be fun it could be like clue like what do you think happened to it you packed it out of here and you packed it out or do you did someone help you and they like smashed it on something and then just didn't No, that's the thing like i didn't want whenever this stuff happens like for, for the larger picture here um i had a flood or, or my my unit the condo that I live in got flooded and this was like in September. So it's been quite an ongoing thing. And this has happened before too. So when this happens, I'm like, let me handle all the electronic stuff. Like I packed up my computer and I stored it and I did the same with the monitors. Cause I don't want some like rando, just like handling that stuff. You know, that that's asking for trouble. So yeah, if something did happen, it is on me. But I don't think it was anything, this has anything to do with the storage or the moving of the monitor. This thing has just had problems from day one. And I don't know, man, like it's, it's one of those things when hardware goes bad, it's like never really that bad of a thing when you're a gamer because you're like, oh, cool, I guess I'm going to get like the latest monitor out there or whatever else is new, you know. But at the same time, I hate buying monitors. Monitors are like the worst thing to buy because it's such a, it's such a dice roll. Like you never know if you're going to get like backlight issues or dead pixels yep. or like bleeding. 
you know, like you just don't know. And you look yeah. at all the Amazon reviews and they're all filled with people that are, this is the best monitor ever. And then there's like 20 people that are like, oh, I had like four dead pixels and I had, I went through hell with the warranty. And like, so you just never know. Unfortunately, until this one, I've had really good luck with monitors. I've never had a monitor die on me, in fact. Um, so I'm not looking forward to that experience. And I'm trying to come to, to a decision here on whether I want to get like, a similar monitor, 27 inches, 144 hertz IPS, or if I want to go with the the ultra wide, which because I don't, I didn't want to do that before, just because of the types of games that I played. But really, yep. my my um, my workstation is more of a workstation now. It's more for like video, photo editing, and just like basic stuff like that. So having a little more real estate might not be so bad. But I don't know, John, you've got, I know you and Emilio, you got the same monitor, the ultra wide. Um, how do you feel about that monitor? Yeah, so I, I think I had some of the same mixed givings uh, like you did initially. Like, um, and, and I would tell you that from a video gaming perspective, it's frustrating a little bit when games don't support the uh, ultra wide resolutions. So that's the big negative. And I, it drives me nuts when the black bars are on the side. Like I'll go find a patch. For games that don't support it just so i can get ultra wide uh and actually see it in the way that matches up with the monitor that being said i mean the work from home situation everybody's been in the past year and a half i've been working at this desk uh, a decent chunk of it having the real estate that i have being able to just throw things up seamlessly move them between uh you know sections of the real estate that the monitor's showing you that's it's super duper handy so yeah from that perspective it's fantastic um, and, and I, I went to the nth degree, uh, too, because I had the same monitor as Emilio and then I wanted an upgrade. So then I got a new ultra wide. So now I'm stacked. I'm ultra, ultra wide, ultra wide. <laughs> so, um, and, and it's, it's great. It's just so much real estate to be able to work in and, and utilize. But yeah, the big negative is, is gaming, uh, is that, that unique resolution. Yeah. And that would probably be more of a problem for me than other people because I do play a lot of older games. I mean, I don't know if I'd be too picky about the black bars on the side. I don't. I don't know. But it, how many how many times do you run into that issue with games? Like you play like newer games. Yeah. So the newer, you're right. The newer ones, it's not that big an issue. I will tell you, like older games, like I just run in Windows mode, windowed mm -hmm. mode. So then I have something else running off to the side or whatever, and then I just have you know, an equivalent resolution off on one side of the monitor and it just lets me run windowed. So it's not, not that big a deal. I feel like when Bobby tells me or tells anyone, I hear out loud, Bobby say something like, I don't know if that's going to bother me, like something really small. I immediately think that's going to bother the fuck out of him <laughs> <laughs> just because of how particular, like he was just telling us about like these floors, dude, for like, He's like the czar of floors over here. He's like, I got black floors. I got brown floors. I hated this. Yeah, you know, this guy's got a history with floors and I can only imagine what what this would do. Oh, the other thing. Um, ever since Jeff Bezos launched the penis rocket into outer <laughs> space, um, I've been considering not ordering stuff on Amazon. And with uh, when I got my monitor, I went in person to a store like like you might and they'll sell you the one that is displaying if you ask for it. So if you want, like that one's on and people have been touching it and stuff, but you can see with your, like, okay, I, 
you can do the test right there. They throw the thing on so you'll be able to see all the pixels. And if it has like less than three, I feel like you're good, right? Because if you get a bot, if you I get... would prefer zero yeah. dead pixels, but uh, but yeah. up, up to three, they'll refund you or they'll give you another one. Yeah, well, that's the problem with monitors too. Like there's a tolerance level for defects. And if you, like Amazon's got a 30-day return policy. I think most places are similar. Yeah, but the penis but, rocket, it's like, it really unnerves me, dude. It's kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> How many dicks right, are we going to space until we dock enough, you know? Like... <laughs> I'm 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 boycotting Amazon. I encourage everyone else to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could get the monitor from Newegg. In most places you go, like brick and mortar stores, they'll match too if you yep. go in there. So yeah, yeah. Even but, even my new monitor, Bobby. I tell you, it came with, and I I couldn't tell you if I did it or it came that way, but it had like a crease in the screen. Uh, and I got a new one sent back. No big deal. I got it through Amazon. It was it was great. They were okay. really good about it. So, and it'll probably I, turn on, dude. Yeah, that's that's the big bonus. <laughs> turning on's always better than yeah. turning off. Bobby turned on is always better than Bobby turned off. Nice. Got it. That's what they say. We love to be. Well, the other thing on. is too, and I, I hate to get super technical here, but on my limited research that I've done with monitors, it sounds like they have disabled the option for the H for the DisplayPort sleep mode, which this monitor had, like. If you've never encountered that, it's super annoying, especially if you use multiple monitors. But there's like some sort of environmental law or something that monitors when they're shipped, they have to have this feature installed and enabled. And what it does, it's just, it puts your monitor to sleep after a certain amount of time that it goes unused. But when it does that, Windows thinks the monitor is off and it messes with all your, uh, the windows that you have open. And it's just, it's kind of a headache if you get things set up and you like it just a certain way. So, I mean, that would be pretty annoying, especially, and it's not even just like when the monitor goes into the sleep mode, but I've had a lot of trouble with, uh, I remote into my computer a lot too. Uh So that it causes problems with that as well. But apparently on all these new monitors, there's no option to disable that feature. I've noticed a lot of people complaining about it with the LG Ultra Gear line, and then also the Asus, the newer Asus ones as well. So I don't know if that's just something they're all doing now or what. That's what both mine are. So if it's a problem, I don't. I'm not smart enough to know about it. So I'm just living, living a lie. Okay. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But still, man, I I hate buying monitors. And yeah, I could go in and try and get the floor model. I wonder if they give you a discount for that because you're you're buying something so. used. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I didn't get a discount. I paid full price over here, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Charge me all the money, Best Buy. You guys have Best Buy, right? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Whatever. Right next to Tim Hortons. Yeah. I want to talk about a bad experience with monitors, man. Did I, I, I know I've told this story before, but I went into a Best Buy once. Um, I had ordered something, a monitor online, and they wouldn't give it to me because they didn't understand that the, the online order was placed under Bobby. And then when I went in, I showed him my ID, and it like says you're Robert. Robert. Yeah. <laughs> and they couldn't, they couldn't figure that out. Sure. They wouldn't give me. They wouldn't give me my monitor. I had to go through their support line and do this whole thing. But yeah, you should have ordered under the name Dick and then showed them your license being Richard. Richard. They probably would have accepted that. Yeah. That makes more sense than Bobby and Robert. All right. <laughs> okay, let's. I, mean, I guess let's. We, we lots of monitor talk. Amanda, what's you have like three things? All the monitor talk. Yeah. Are so, you play Pokemon? Um, Is that? 
something well i'm gonna start with uh something just as frustrating as uh four pixels that are burnt out on a monitor uh reverie night tactics (laughs) buckle up this is gonna be more of a bobby kind of review (laughs) didn't like it did not like it don't recommend uh uh no for real though it's uh it's a grid um tactical rpg i thought it you know at first when i first played it i I thought it was way too hard and you could change the settings i was like maybe i'm just dumb like maybe i'm not that good at this because i love playing uh tactical rpgs and like i loved as well in divinity original sin 2 that you could use the environment to attack and utilize that to attack your enemies you know like i always played um like sorcery based or sorcerers and um i would light like the oil spills and stuff on the enemies and so they have things that are like this with this mechanic where you can use the tank to like push back an enemy with your shield and knock them into a trap and i thought that that would be great but it's it's not it's just this game is definitely lacking a decent amount of stuff like i feel that it's on one hand all it is is just like the same kind of bleh boring kind of battles um the first battle though like was so hard i was like there's no way i'm gonna win and then i found out you're supposed to die and i'm like oh okay great but (laughs) yeah like you're supposed to and then it was like almost too easy you know and it was just it got boring the storyline's kind of weird i also have a, a big gripe with like when they create games that are very like coming of age of like a teenager coming of age into adulthood but then they like really sexualize like the oh, women yeah. in it. Oh, yeah, wait, that's what? that's oh. no, that's super this game. Like I think yeah. the main characters are like fourteen or fifteen and they've got like super tight clothing with big tits and like you know, and it's just okay, fine, but a little to over me the top. it feels it feels a little too much, man. I'm kinda like, uh like it's a little cringe. It's but, weird but, because um, it, it's boasting like a female protagonist, you know. Right? Like I was like, okay, this this could be really cool and really inspiring and no, it's just like kind of a nerdy girls who you're playing that really loves books which i'm cool with that but um the i have the biggest issue i think with the warrior in this the girl warrior because she's supposed to be like a beast and badass and she is just such like a little scared like timid pussy in a way like she complains the whole time and i'm just like you are a tank like it oh, god get out of stop that you shit. are this, a tank this, I don't know. I did not like it. I did not like this game. I didn't really like the crafting of it. I I wish I would have played the one that Amelia was playing. What was that Wild Wild Wildermyth? I, I think. Wildermyth. Wilder yeah. Yep. I think that it looked at least from what I saw of Emilio playing that. That looked like a much better version of what this was trying to do. Well, so you agree with quite a few people. Fifty-one percent mixed on on Steam. So yeah, lots of yeah. Uh, I don't know. Dang. And this was the one that recently came out that you were excited to try, right? Yeah, like, I th- I thought it would be pretty, you know, interesting. I thought the storyline was, while it's not, like, novel and unique of, we need to save the knowledge from the elven race as they're getting annihilated. Like, okay, Witcher. But, like, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it's not, like, a novel, brand new, original story. But I thought it would have been really cute and kind of fun to play. And it just, mm, it just fell flat for me. I was not a fan damn okay yeah 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 it looks pretty i could see how you get baited into this it does look interesting but yeah it's got it's a trap (laughs) it's a trap it's a trap 
Okay. Yeah, it's got less reviews than Bobby's Tower Defense game, and it's been out longer. So yeah, yeah evidently, yeah, not not doing so hot. Avoid at all costs. Uh, I'm yeah. directly quoting Amanda here. The worst time she's ever had playing a video game. Um, this is worse like... than a bag of dicks inside a bag of dicks inside a bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah, because a bag of dicks outside of a bag of dicks outside of a bag of dicks, like you know, has more use to it. So yeah, you gotta Got let it. the dicks out. You gotta yep. let the dicks out so that way they can touch, dude. Let your Reverend dicks nights. out so they touch. Let your dicks out, dude. Touching yeah, right. dicks is someone finish the sentence. <laughs> Touching dicks is fundamental. Fundamental. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Diddy. You are on this Vampire Survivors train too, dude. Did you love it? So, yeah, I just had to put it in because I I didn't know what you guys were talking about. I was just listening to the podcast, and then yeah, fucking last night, uh, Amelia was talking about it a little bit, and then Fastidious, uh, we were playing some DRG, and he was bringing it up. I'm like, what is this? He's like, oh, it's only three dollars. And then I bring it up, and I'm like, oh, this looks kind of fun. And then I totally got Vampire sucked in to play in this i played it for like two hours last night i played it for another two hours today and uh, yeah i totally dig it it's super simple i'm like putting it on my my phone uh running it through the browser yeah run it through the browser you can run it through itch.io and run it through the browser and just drag your thumb around to move and the character is it like your same account that you have on your computer no oh dang no it's not no because i I mean i paid the three bucks for the steam version obviously to support pinochle or whatever their name is but um it's it's great like it's it's so i, I would have paid 10 bucks for is this name it's Pino? fantastic is, <laughs> it's, it's ponkle a ponkle maybe it's ponsle ponsle oh there we go oh we good did, pronunciation or should i say us. good pronunciation right uh, yeah. no? getting ready for france i don't i don't know yeah but i didn't want to dwell on it but i just wanted to bring up yeah you guys are right it's a pretty sweet little game Damn, for three dude. bucks nice gotta get it when i open yeah. up twitch that's like what everyone's playing you know like when they're waiting like their queue game or whatever so many people last i looked it was like one hundred fifty-five thousand viewers i was like what jesus this game looks like cr-, but people love it um not amanda amanda hates Easy. it just i don't hate it i don't hate it it's just i don't know it was easy to me man i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of like any kind of the dungeon crawler souls like games of like repeating the same thing over and over again to get like a little different you know unless it's milk inside of a bag inside of a bag of milk but (laughs) no kidding not even that but i don't know i just thought it was easy but it is cute it is worth like three dollars and it's oh yeah fun little game yeah like it's it's worth the three bucks for sure and is pokemon worth three hundred dollars Pokemon is definitely worth its price. How yeah. much is it? I don't know how much. How much I think is it? it. I think it was sixty. Yeah, and I got it on Switch, but it's worth it. I keep that's. I played the most of that. Do we want to get into that? Or yeah. Heading to, no, it's heading to Bobby Town. Okay. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Pokemon Legends Arceus like came out on Friday, I believe. And yeah, I've already been playing it. I have it loaded up. That's why I have my little Switch controller with me here. And uh, I've been playing it on my TV. And it's just fun. It's like what I, it, it to me, it brings that entire nostalgic factor of being back and playing like the original Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. And at the same time, it has an entire like Zelda Breath of Wild spin on it you know in the way that it looks and just in the way that of like solving kind of little puzzles and stuff of things you can sneak around pokemon they have like alpha pokemon you can ride different ones and it's it's so far so much fun they use every single button i think on the nintendo switch 
on the controller, which is fantastic. There's hotkeys, and it just, to me, it feels pretty intuitive, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. There's certain things you can do when you're on a certain Pokemon, and it's just, I really love the way that they've done this game, and I think it's so worth it. It's easily my favorite game on Nintendo Switch. Are you playing it uh, with anyone? Uh, no, you know, so originally they said that multiplayer was going to be coming out, but I don't really think we knew the true context of what the multiplayer was, uh, what the reviews are saying that they are coming out right now, because it is such a, a new game. I mean, it's only been out for two days. Well, today's the third, but the third day. But anyway, um, it so far seems based on the reviews that the extent of multiplayer is trading, which is a huge letdown. Um... But hopefully there's we just haven't figured it out yet. I do remember that on previous Pokemon games, like the multiplayer was always kind of tricky to really figure out um, of like what you can do in multiplayer kind of a, a way. But I don't I don't see it being where you could run around with your best buddy and catching slinging Pokeballs with each other as like a Bonnie and Clyde duo, you know? I would love to see that, though. That would be lots of fun. But so far, I've just been nerding out about the Pokemon I'm catching. Me and Captain Gummy are, like, neck and neck. Huh? And then Cloud Lotion is, like, about the same area. So, like, we've been all kind of nerding out with each other about where we're at in the story and, like, what we're catching. Because we're all, like, around the same level and seeing kind of the same stuff, which is really exciting and fun. But I love it. I think this game is fantastic, and I will absolutely be playing a lot more of it. I'll probably play this after this podcast. <laughs> uh, per. Okay. Um Did, was Pokemon a part of like Bobby your your time or anything? It wasn't mine. It was kind of yeah. post my time. No, I missed out on Pokemon. I mean, I say I was too old when Pokemon came out, but I don't know if that's really an excuse because kids right. of all ages even today are are into Pokemon. I just I don't know. I I missed out on that. I was a little too old for it, I guess, or just it didn't appeal to me. Um, I did go back and later play Pokemon when, like, not even that long ago, like a year or two ago, I fired up an emulator and played the first Pokemon, and I was like, okay, I can see how people could really get into this. It's got that, uh, it, it's crazy to think this existed like so far back, but it's really got that addictive like collection yeah. thing going for it. You know, the, the tagline was like, gotta, gotta get them all or something gotta like that. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch, gotta catch them, them all. Pokemon. Yeah, so I mean... God, I don't know. It just seems crazy that like as far back as the '90s, whenever the first one came out, like they were just hooking, getting kids hooked on that. Like now, it's just like common for every single game to have some sort of like uh, some sort of like addictive thing like that, where you oh, just man. feel like you have to get some like completionist addiction thing. Do you guys think like Pokemon's like the next generation Gen Z or what have you's Mario? Like, you know, is that kind of how it's evolved or, or how to think of it? I think what makes it, I don't know, I feel like Nintendo Switch has kind of flipped the script with some of that because Mario is so prevalent on Nintendo still. So, like, I feel like it's kind of on the same tier and same level, but they're both, like, equals, you mm. know? Instead of one potentially replacing or being associated yeah. with more than the Mario's other. Mario's kind of like the mascot. Yeah, I'm just trying to relate, right, to me growing up and Mario and how big that was and everything Mario and this and that. And then, like, Pokemon, yeah, kind of came along, and I missed that boat. But can I think of it like the kids nowadays getting the cards and everything was like me back in the day getting, you know, Mario Brothers crap and Lunchbox and T-shirts and all that stuff. My friend on my block 
still friends today, Josh. What a great guy. He had Pokemon on his Mac, and I used to go over, and he used to play, and I used to watch. And then uh, I I wanted to play one day, and I just innocently, he said, yeah, you can play on my uh, Pokemon account or whatever. And I got in the cave, and I caught, I think, 98 Zubats or something. Like, you can't catch any more Pokemon. I was just there for seven hours catching Zubats. And to delete the Zubats from your inventory, you have to go to each Zubat, go down, click, go down another menu, and then click delete. And he said, dude, you can't play <laughs> you can't play Pokemon on my laptop or on my MacBook anymore because... You filled my laptop with Zubats. You fucking yeah, filled my... Zubats? There's Zubats everywhere, and it's like the worst Pokemon. I thought it was a cool Pokemon, you know, a Zubat. Um, something else just happened to me that just popped up. So the Restoration 3 Star Wars Galaxies thing is happening. Um, we just released like a roadmap and update and I thought I would talk to like certain media and stuff to, um, to get people interested, like actual media. And I just saw popping up right now, PC gamer, PC game, like we're on PC gamer guys. Like it's fucking legit. A whole fucking article. It's seven paragraphs long. I can't believe it. I really fucking can't believe it. That's, that's fucking crazy. That's awesome. I never, I never would have thought I'd see something I would have been a part of on pc gamer that's pretty cool um hell yeah congrats dude thanks yeah that's very exciting i'm still pretty fucking floored like i'm looking at just smiling um my when you get as big as jeff bezos will you remember the little people like us yeah i won't launch a penis rocket though so don't worry like you know it's gonna be a vagina one (laughs) just have it be two titties launching off oh a titty (laughs) rocket that makes sense titties yeah yeah have you guys seen the Aqua Teen Hunger Force where they launch a penis rocket? This is like <laughs> 10 years ago. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? They called it then. Was it called the Jeff Bezonaton? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But no, no. <laughs> Actually, it was um, Apple had a clause at the bottom of their contract that every 10th person they sold something to, they got to cut off their dick. And then what they <laughs> did with those dicks is they built a giant dick rocket and launched into outer space. Um, We're about ready for a Bobby's old boy. Aren't we somewhere in here? Or yikes! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yikes! There it is. I feel like he he <laughs> muted his he muted himself to uh, uh, to, to laugh. That, yeah, I'm not to associate myself with this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, too many, like too many dicks. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, no, we haven't. <laughs> we, Dickisode. We Cycle wants to call the episode Dickisode. It probably was, you know. Um, we haven't heard a lot from Bobby. I don't know. Do you have any comments on these games we're talking about, dude? No, I've been chiming in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Poke- Pokemon, like John, Pokemon is not in my wheelhouse. I, I kind of dipped my toe. I, even when that one game came out, that AR game where everybody was walking around trying to catch Pokemon Go. One played. Yeah, yeah, I played that one. Yeah, yeah, I tried that out, but I, I don't know if you have to be in the show, into the show, in order to get into the games. But you, you know, I was never really into anime, so maybe that was kind of a roadblock for me. Yeah, me neither. Bobby and I, this is where we're like. Yeah. I can remember playing on the original Game Boy on the bus, Pokemon, and I watched all, I went in hard. I had a Pikachu pillow and watched all the episodes. <laughs> so basically, Pokemon but, sucks. That's what we all think. You, um, no, Pokemon's great. No, no, no. Okay. okay. I can appreciate it. I'm okay. trying to relate. Right, trying to relate. My kids play Pokemon, and therefore I have to. Um, do your kids play The Surge too, John? Uh, so comically they don't play, but they watch dad play. So there's a fun story here. Uh, so 
uh, I played the Surge one originally, and um, I loaded uh, my my computer and PS5 up with Souls likes because I wanted to like play a Souls game, kind of get the cobwebs shaken out of my getting goodest that I was before before Elden Ring came out. And my son came downstairs and uh, he's like, Dad, I want to watch you play a game. I want to play a game. He's four. And he's like, I'm like, okay. And I bring up the menu on the PlayStation. I'm like, what do you want me to play? And I always think he's going to pick Avengers because I've got Avengers on there. Gets to watch Hulk smash, all that fun stuff. It's like, no, Dad, the robot one. And I'm like, the search too. I'm like, you want me to play the robot one? And I'm like, how about this one? How about Avengers? No, the search too. And I'm like, I'm like trying to think because I hadn't played the first one in a long time. I'm like, it's probably not that bad, right? Uh, yeah, I completely forgot that you dismember people in order to get their equipment and things like oh, that. No. <laughs> but I would tell Great you, like, life lessons. Yeah, yeah. So parent of the year award right here. But he he loves it. Like, and not just the dismember part. Like he, you know, hey, I need to go to oh, this good. building over here, and he's like. He he's never like he won't even watch a, me play Avengers for more than five ten minutes. He'll watch me play that for half an hour. It's unreal. Like he's into it. Like where am I going and how I'm picking to get there and stuff like that. But cool. Anyway, the Surge Two uh, got added again to my list of uh, currently playing games. I actually started playing this when it came out, just before DLGCon 2019. I was literally playing it in the airport uh, before we left just to try and be like, oh, this just came out. And, of course, paid, you know, 50 bucks for it or whatever it was then. And uh, if you go look, it's on sale now for less than eight bucks. Um, but I literally sat on it uh, until here, you know, just uh, at the beginning of the month, started jumping into it. Um, it's from a studio called Deck 13. They did the original uh, Surge 1 as well as Lords of the Fallen. Um, which is another Souls-like game that's a lot more like uh, the Souls-like series in in flavor. What makes the Surge series so much different is it's basically your Matt Damon or Kruger from Elysium, the movie Elysium. That's you. You've got the mech kind of frame on, and you're adding different components, arms, legs, torso, head, uh, additional gear to that, and your weapons are like a helicopter blade that gets adapted to something or a tool that they're using in a different way or whatnot. Uh, and then you also get a mini drone that is like your ranged attack that you can swap out for different drones. Um, and like I said, you go around playing through the game and you walk up to somebody, some NPC that you're fighting, and you're like, wow, I really like his weapon. I'm going to target, you get to target limbs. I'm going to target his arm, work away on the armor on that, and then hack it off, and then you get that weapon. You get the schematic for it. Same with their gear, their weapons. So there's this really fun farming aspect to it where you just go dismembering people to get their schematics or their stuff and get scrap you can use to either level up or build new sets of armor. Um, and there's also uh, modules in the game that's essentially like your spec tree where you get to install different modules to have different buffs or different uh, play style attributes, stamina regeneration, all that fun stuff. Your drone does accurate damage, whatever. And all this you can change real time. So you can go in, completely swap out your armor and your modules. Like the respec is is only three attributes really that you can do at a, at a med bay. Um, so it's actually it's just a super fun, futuristic sci-fi Dark Souls um, where the combat's just a, a, a really a blast to play through and, and super satisfying. Do you have 
a hope for uh, a genre that uh, your kids will be into? Like, do you hope they will be into Dark Soul games and stuff like that? I don't. I don't know. That's a great question. So, a little known, uh, a little known fact, because you inspired me for something as you usually do, Sniper. Um, I have a I have a tattoo down my spine, uh, and it's from Ashes and Embers Reborn, and it's a quote from a Hans Christian Andersen poem called "The Phoenix." But the kind of genesis of the Souls games is all around ashes and embers. Well, my daughter's middle name is Ember, and my son's middle name is Ash. So that all kind of, it was because I was playing Dark Souls 3 a ton (laughs) when my son, when uh, we uh, found out we were pregnant with my son. So I I will just honestly be thrilled if the kids actually like playing video games with dad. That'll be huge to me. Like just to be like it, it was a little bit of an emotional tearjerker just when you know he's actually like sitting engaged playing with me. Like it motivates me to actually play more. And for a guy that likes to play games, uh, I, when the kids are awake, I usually get no time. I have to wait till everybody goes to bed. But to actually like play a game in an afternoon for once is like huge. That's cool, unless man. it's Pokemon. Yeah, unless it'll be Pokemon, and I'll be like, uh, call up Clown Lotion. Uh, <laughs> he, he can help you. Days, days, days will know more about Pokemon. Let's I'm... let's get some magic cards out and call Uncle Emilio. <laughs> I'm trying okay. to relate. Have you kids heard of Mario? Do you? <laughs> yeah. Here's Mario. Well, and so yeah, mom's a big like classic Nintendo lover as well. So we have a picture, and I'd be happy to share it with uh, with a few people. But Rowan, one of his first like baby pictures at one year old, he's wearing a Mario outfit, eating a, a mushroom cake, and he's got frosting and everything everywhere. So yeah. Oh, so that's mom, so cute. Mom dressed him up like Mario and then God damn, smushed, dude. smashed him in cake. Yeah. I can only... Also his room. His room, yeah. too. That's right. A... Yep. Yeah. It's full of Mario stuff. His room yep. is full of Mario, too? Yeah. Mom Mom painted, uh, did like a mural on his wall of uh, like a, a Van Gogh-esque version of Starry Starry Night, only it's one of the levels from Mario huh. with like the bullet and the, the fire-spitting plant and all that fun stuff. Damn, dude. Cloud. That... Okay, really I'm, I'm going to ask you really something, and, like, you don't have to say yes, but, like, um, can I spend I my formative... children. Oh, what? what? I was, <laughs> I, can I spend my formative years growing up at your house? That that would be... Like... I, I would want nothing more, okay. son. Okay. <laughs> can I call you that? It felt felt good for me. Yeah, it felt, it, it felt real good for me, too, Dad. <laughs> it, felt, it felt real good. Although that one felt a little weird. Um, Diddy is the DLG daddy. <laughs> Diddy to Eddie. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I there's no good transition here. Amanda out of space. What? What's? Is this the last right. one? Well, I've got a little. Well, more. no, yeah, Diddy's got one more. But you know, speaking of uh, qual- like the quality at Diddy's house, uh, out of this world, out of space, is a pretty fun and fantastic game i uh it's on sale right now it's 66 percent off so it's like five bucks i do think this game would be fantastic for like a game night um you can do i believe up to four people uh that play yep four people and you're essentially cleaning it's a lot like overcooked and overcooked too um which i wasn't the biggest fan of but that's because i've worked in the restaurant industry and <laughs> that game felt like work to me and i was like hell no i come home to play video games and relax not work but this game feels fantastic because you're essentially cleaning and creating a 
like a spaceship apartment with your friends and you have to get these monsters out and basically put them into the grinder and clean up the muck that they create and kind of build your apartment with three of your other friends and keep these monsters at bay. Uh, and it's, it's fun. It's cute. I had a blast with it and I would definitely love to play this game with some more people. I'm totally down days. This looks fun. It's yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's great with a controller. I like using a controller support with it, but uh, th- like two of the other people I was playing with were using a uh, keyboard and mouse, and they said that it it really wasn't that bad. Um, well, they said it wasn't bad at all, like to play it with the keyboard and mouse. But this is a game where I think a controller would be better if you have it, but it's not debilitating if you don't. You know, this does look good, and it's only five bucks right now. Yeah, it's on sale, super cheap. Five oh nine, super cheap. Could this be, yep. you know, uh, a game we play on DLG's national holiday of uh, September 77 or 12th, whatever, <laughs> whatever day? I think, you know, I didn't get a lot of, I think this holiday tradition, it's all important. Like, I didn't really get a lot of feedback, you know? No one no knows. I think it's going to get ramrodded by Dying Light 2, though. Like, I think that's oh, the yeah. issue, is totally. that they'll come yeah. out and get completely blown over with it. But I'm super down for, like, a DLG uh, holiday, at least that, or a game night coming up soon. So yeah. I can create a post of what day works for everybody uh, this week. I mean, we can do it this weekend of doing, a, a, like, a DLG game night. And this game yeah. definitely will be on the docket, because it's, fantas- it's well worth $5. It's I highly fun. recommend it. Yeah. It's fun. We should. Sorry, John. I, I, I was just going to elaborate, right? I love your idea. Like, maybe we should do like six months prior to DLG Con, do yeah. like a DLG holiday or something where we get people together and yeah. do a special game night with exactly. a throwback to old games that we really enjoyed as a as a community. I think yes. that'd be great. A fraction of the people, you know, um, come to DLG Con either because they're international or um, they just maybe maybe can't make it. Um, so I think something digital where it's like, you know, a thing we actually yeah. do every year, like that could be cool. Yeah. I like it a lot. That's an awesome idea. <laughs> okay. So too. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I'm, just, I'm just beaming with, you, yeah, I'm beaming with the uh, praise. Uh, blue so point. You. Blue point. They have a cool logo. It's a, a, a blue point. Sorry. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, so, so in my quest for preparing for Elden ring, I did, uh, commit one of the cards played some pc played some uh, playstation 5 and dove into demon souls uh which again was a, a souls game lead in and i was super duper impressed i never played the original 2009 demon souls uh which was if you want to think of it it's like the very first from software souls game ever um but i wanted to and then when they did the remake of it and blue point was the team that that took point pun intended on on doing that remake i was like oh i gotta get this and play it and i did end up uh, playing it last month and going through and beating all of it the the biggest like aha for me was how great a job the dev team did like it's a 2009 game that they they retextured and redid graphically and frame rate and everything else and made it a current game but the gameplay the style the feel it's exactly the same and i kind of drew a, a a parallel right to some of the remaked remade movies that are coming back around from 20 30 40 years ago and i'm and i'm just kind of in awe of of one how great a job bluepoint did in recreating a game that wasn't really their base ip and made it 
and understood it enough to make the same game with you know some of the foundational parts that came from the original 12 years ago and made it a current game um and I, it really you know kind of geeks me out about old games like maybe that old mario or something something dumb uh that they could redo okay. and bring back in in pokemon that they could make a updated you know current version of uh of some of the classics so i thought that was just really really cool that is cool that's more than cool that's wonderful you know uh i feel like obligatory try not to crap all over emilio because he wrote a message in chat here and I, I think we might have offended we were quite mean earlier well not me i wasn't bobby was incredibly mean um i think everyone else was fine but uh <laughs> <laughs> um where like with the remakes of classic games you know some some might say um it's people running out of creativity or whatever you know um but if something is good why right why change it why can't you just update it and bring it to a new audience i mean if the concept was good the gameplay was fun i don't know i don't really see too much of a problem with it where do you yeah yeah what do you guys think i i agree i I don't have an issue with it either uh i have found that like the super mario world had a remake of uh like on nintendo switch and i i had so much fun just as much fun as the the original classic one yeah yeah, they ha- they have like the Super Mario World, and then they have like Super Mario World 3D, and I don't think 3D is like as great. But the remake of the original Super Mario that is so much fun. You can play with four people, and you can push each other, which starts creating this whole trolley kind of thing where like everybody's trying to get on one platform, and you just push somebody like out, and then everybody's flipping out, and it's it's so much fun. It's awesome. So I love the recreation of the classic games. I think they're great, and so long as they're done well, you know, then more the merrier, man. Yeah, I think we're also running into a problem where games are getting so old that you can't even run the old ones anymore yeah. in a lot of cases. So it's like you kind of need a remake. I don't know if that's the case with this particular one, but I mean, I especially now that uh, like a lot of the hardware is changing and um, mm-hmm. newer operating systems, like it's it's super hard to recreate that experience even if you can emulate some of these old like ps1 games it's not the same too you know it's there's a little bit of lag or it doesn't uh doesn't quite feel the same so i don't know i'm always a fan of remakes yeah and a callback to your your kind of question earlier sniper right like so playing games with my kids like if they recreate a game from 20 years ago that my son would be like hey i got this new remake you know da 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 or whatever the game is like yeah i played that 20 years ago be like what like yeah i think that would be super fun like bonding moment yeah no that would be super special you make me i already wanted kids but um i can't wait to get to the point where my kids can play games i feel like that is gonna be um hopefully special maybe they'll be like fuck you dad i don't like games i don't know suzerain too yes suzerain i guarantee sniper my grandkids you know they'll like it you know your kids being my grandkids because yes oh true yes yeah that is true yeah that is that's weird how that works okay cool well i feel like we should move into listener questions but before we do that uh bobby let's Plug the Patreon, dude. To give it your best uh, slice of life. Do what? it. Hit it. The Patreon? Yeah. I don't know if that's worth plugging right now because we're we're trying to uh, give it a bit of a facelift pretty soon. Oh, that's good. But... Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
We don't know what that entails yet, but yeah, one of the best ways you can support us is through Patreon. So if you go to our website, the link is right there and we definitely appreciate it. Um, you can get cool things like a green name in Discord, kind of a status symbol, but it is super important. All right, because if you're if you're like arguing with someone on Discord and you have a green name and they don't, then you you're automatically just automatically win. you're automatically yep, right. You're right. Yeah, no contest. So kind of a big deal there. So yeah, head on down to our Patreon, uh, Patreon, and check out our rewards. Wonderful. Okay, and thanks, Captain Gummy, for subscribing for 19 months and recycled gave us 100 bits. And uh, we have this weird setup, so like it popped up on the stream and it was real fucking loud. So I'm sorry, 10 minutes ago when that happened, that was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Cool. So, is this the segment now where we talk about Warhammer for 45 minutes? Oh shit! Yeah, we should do that. Um. Or we shouldn't. Okay. Um, yeah. What we could do, though, is we could uh, really test Sniper and see if he knows his difference between uh, Mexican news Ooh. and Canadian news. Okay. Let's do that. Emilio lives on. Yeah, we're going to live out of Emilio's tradition because I love this. But we're going to make it a little bit harder because of Tim Horton. None of that. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, Sniper, <clears throat> here are the two articles and their headlines. First one is... Ranchers are stunned as beaver, a beaver, herds 150 cattle. All right. Which one do you, well, do you want me to say the other one as well? Yeah. yeah one do, okay. All one. right. So the other one is a ruptured gas pipeline sees fires boiling to the ocean surface, creating a ring of fire. Hmm. Is this the same fractured pipeline from last week? Just at like a different fracture point? Yeah. With I'm the guys telling... that were lighting them on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Playing um, with the gasoline. Yeah. Well, we do have some pipelines. I guess they can make ring of fires to coast. The one thing I'm not sure is, like, I thought beavers were, like, um, you know, a, like a temperate animal. Like, I don't know how well they do in super hot climates. But I, I don't actually know. Maybe there are Mexican beavers. The thing Maybe that... Mexico's not all hot either maybe True. some cooler areas yeah but is there areas maybe that's with... what a chupacabra is guys oh, yeah mexican say. beaver is there areas in mexico that are have like evergreen trees like close to the mountains no i don't know I don't think know. there's anybody here that can speak to that <laughs> <laughs> our two uh our two mexican experts are our experts <laughs> that's right like, how did they not know that <laughs> Oh man, this episode is going to be so bad without that. Okay, um, I will choose the beaver is the Canada story. Yep. Uh, nice. Well done, is. Sniper. Yep. So it is the same fractured, just to be clear, the same fractured pipeline as last week. And every... All right. Oh, is it? I don't know. Like every time we do this I, segment, it's just going to be the know. same fractured pipeline. Yeah. And then Mexico <laughs> pipeline. It, it had fires. been, yeah. It's, it probably it's was. Yeah. There. It's just okay. it's just a burning ring of fire down there, you know, and it okay. burns. It burns and it burns. It's like that tire fire in The Simpsons, it's just always going. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like I've been talking too much. Uh, I'm not really sure of my voice, pretty self-conscious about it. So, Bobby, just do the listener questions. Maybe you can read them. The listener questions? Yeah. Sure thing. If you're All able right. to on that tiny two-inch screen, you I know, like, you're working. <laughs> the letters are huge. It's only 1080p, so the letters are huge. Well, the first one will be good because I'm sure it's directed at Bobby anyway. Yeah, and I knew this one was coming. This is from Morconius, who is calling out the bashing of Italian cinema. <laughs> <laughs>
it wasn't just cinema oh. you were bashing though dude it was it was like the whole country you were like italy suck well like basically yeah yeah i've been on italy's case for a while now but yeah i, mean, I took particular uh aim at their cinema last last week um but Warconia says cinema paradiso and Life is Beautiful are two of the best movies of all time. And then he lists some other really great Italian movies. And he also says, uh, and also taking into account the Italian-American movies like uh, from Scorsese and Coppola and the modern classics like Gamora. So here's the thing. I don't really consider Scorsese or Coppola like Italian filmmaking. Kind of like, kind of like I wouldn't consider Hitchcock British film, even though he's British, but you know, he worked in the American system. So, um, but yes, I will say I, I've heard cinema Paradiso is really, really good. And I will check that one out. I'm sure I'll find something to complain about and I'll let you know about that next week. Um, <laughs> life is beautiful. That is a really good movie. So that, that one, like best foreign picture in the early nineties, I think. And it's famous for always showing up on those like top 10 Oscar moments um videos on youtube because uh roberto benini the director famously walked over the chairs instead of down the aisles to get or to accept his award and he was just like completely ecstatic he actually kind of reminded me of that joseph ferris guy um you know the guy who made it takes two and those other games oh, he's just yeah. got that kind of energy to him but yeah look that up on youtube roberto benini acceptance speech but yeah okay so i'll I'll try watching some of these suggestions and we'll see. We'll see what you got, Italy. Perfect. Cool. I love the food. I'll say this about Italy. Love the food. <laughs> <Okay>. That <laughs> does make up for your um, insulting the entire country. I do think you should <laughs> apologize in Italian. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm going to say it first. Uh, apologize in Italian to Warconia specifically, you know, and then he can uh, translate <laughs> uh, to the whole country. So it's, uh, Fai Shifo Warconius. I'm oh, sorry, Warconius. Really, how do I know this is really <laughs> Italian here that you're feed, feeding uh, me? Okay. You could uh, be giving me a line that uh, yeah. <laughs> says something completely offensive. Yeah. It, it could be a bag of dicks in there. Inside it's a bag true. Of dicks. It does say you suck, Warconius. And it's weird that you knew that that was going to happen, but that's <laughs> what if fine. I say, like, like, I'm sorry, like Mario, like in an Italian accent. Like, no. so sorry. <laughs> I I <laughs> I uh, I don't think that was your best joke of all. I feel like that might have done more harm to <laughs> Did not improve the relationship. <laughs> Italy, Italian and American relations. I, all time I feel well. like I have to say this again. I've got a lot of Italian heritage, guys. That so does. He's, he's <laughs> one, makes it okay. 256th yeah. Italian guys. Uh, that makes it that does make it better. You're right. Okay. I knew this guy, and I've got a terrible joke that I'm going to share with you, but I feel like it needs to be shared. I, I knew does. a guy who was also similar. He had a lot of Italian heritage, and his line was always, yeah, I'm half Italian, the bottom half. <laughs> what is that? Are they known for having, like, a, a bigger bottom half? I don't know what it means. I'm not sure what it means. But <laughs> really losing just... the hole. That's what I heard. <laughs> Just the bottom half is Italian. I just always thought that was really funny. I always think like their limbs are like a bunch of cooked noodles. They're just like hiding them in their pants. Or Anyways, that wasn't good. Okay, cool. It's just Alfredo. Uh, yeah. All right. Moving just on. Just Alfredo? <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Okay, this one comes from Sheep Ponage. What games are you looking forward to playing on the Steam Deck? Hey, you guys have a Steam Deck on order? Emilio does. I do not. I do. 
I do not. Ooh. I do. Oh, wait. What yeah. did you just did show? Did you just literally show us one? You have no, one? No, no, no. no. Was... Oh, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> DLG, first time exclusive. It, yep. <laughs> wait, what was that? Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I got one on order. Um, I, I would tell you I'm torn a little bit. I mean, I'm a gadget guy, so I got to have the latest and greatest stuff, and I'll go sell a couple snakes to make that happen. Um. I've really enjoyed the um, indies that they've brought over to Switch. And so that's made a, a Switch for me as an indie platform. So I own tons of indie games twice over. I own them on PC, but then I own the Switch version as well. And that's been amazing. So probably for me, the biggest thing is going to be moving away from that Switch environment and actually moving on to you know supporting my library of indies on a Steam Deck. But from there, it's really going to be... I don't know. I'm curious how the performance is going to be and what games I'm going to be able to play, you know, uh, with that kind of setup and enjoy it. Like as an example, God of War on PC, if I can play that on a steam deck and it's satisfying, I think that would be amazing to just take with me. Cause I'm never going to take a laptop and a controller and all that stuff and do it. So I think that would, yeah. that's an example. Yeah. Well, they did say that the steam deck is going to be able to play everything on steam. But I noticed when I borrowed Emilio's Switch, when I hooked it up to my TV, it looked really bad on the TV. Like, I don't know if they were just stretching the resolution or what. Yeah. You got to get yourself I, a monitor for that. Go go looking for the right monitor. Mm-hmm. Need that ultra-wide monitor for that. Yeah. But yeah, Switch isn't anything sexy for graphics for the most part compared to PC and everything else. Yeah, absolutely true. true. But just a little handheld jobby to take around and play indies. It's like when I fly somewhere, I get caught up in all my indies. That's that's the most satisfying part of it. So looking forward to that on Steam Deck. Nice. All right. This next question comes from Tomba Zoom. What games have you played that you wouldn't want your friends to know about? My play shame is Farming Simulator. I can't get enough, but no one can know. First of all, I like the coining of the phrase play shame. <laughs> uh, God, I, this would probably be that Star Wars. What's that Star Wars game, Battlefront Two? Oh, really? Because I railed on it for a lot for oh. a long time. <laughs> just like, and now I'm just like strangely. It's been a long time since I played it, but I got like super into it for a while. But I don't know. I usually don't feel very guilty about the games that I play. Treasures yeah, of Nadia. I hate that people know that I play that fucking <laughs> stupid fucking game, dude. I I hate that it shows up. Um. Yeah. Also, also wow. too. Yeah, that's... Just even looking at it or putting it on your wish list. Oh my goodness! The Steam algorithm goes nuts. Yeah, it's dude. just like or nonstop. My front, dude. my front page is all porn now. Mine I... too. Just for looking at. Oh, it. I don't. They're like. They're like. They really know their market. They're like everyone who's looked at a porn game. They're gonna. Fu- they're gonna keep buying porn games. I guess. I don't know. Um. Yeah. There's just something about playing, like, I feel like there's, like, um, watching porn, and then uh, people accept that. Starring in it. Wait, what? Yeah, starring in it. That's probably above. And then below, below, in, like, the basement is, like, playing a porn game. You know, it's still kind of, I don't know if it's accepted in society. Fluffer. (laughs) (laughs) Is that above or below playing the game? I don't, I don't know. I, I think mad respect to fluffers really yeah i'd imagine above yeah like you're not the star of the show but you're an important aspect i feel like that's right yeah 
I, but I feel like it's above because you're more active than just watching it on a computer just screen. Playing a right? game. Oh yeah, above uh, yeah. for sure. Above, above, above. Yeah. <laughs> Below performing above everything else, I feel. Yeah. They make yeah. the world go around fluffing. What's the uh I'm spacing on what it's called. What's the dick game where you run around the dick and the asshole eats the Oh, other genital dicks? jousting. Genital jousting. I yeah. think that's the one that I have the hardest time when you like bring up your library at like a public setting, like to play Jackbox or something, and genital jousting is right there. That's the one I feel the most shame about when I don't know people well enough to be like, no, really, it's fun, <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> and they're like, why does he have a dick game, dick asshole eating game? What are we gonna play with him? And I'm like, no, Jackbox, it's you know fun. I just rewatched Superbad, and when his lunchbox gets knocked over, and all the all his dicks that he's been drawing like go everywhere, and everyone's like, "Why do you have all these dicks?" In? Is that what it's? I don't know. Is it same people? Are it like, feels like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it okay. does. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of shame. Treasure chest of dicks. That's how he describes it. <laughs> That's right. I always remember that That's line. Right. Treasure chest of dicks. <laughs> that movie is fucking um, good. Now that I've watched I mean, it, now it is good. I saw it in the theater. I remember laughing really hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, I think the most embarrassing game uh, is Fallout 76 because I stand that so hard. And I was like, no, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And then it, it never, I don't think it ever really did. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, it was like, uh, no. I mean, I still had a lot of fun playing it, which is why there's the shame element. <laughs> but, you know, it was not well received. Yeah. But it's tough when you champion a game and then it just kind of falls flat and it's just you got to come to terms at some point. Like, yeah, this really is. Oh my great. god, dude! Me with New World, holy shit! <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like nobody can ever trust me just ever again. Like my word is, my word is. I was like, hype that shit up, you know? We're gonna launch full guild, and then, you know, a month later, yeah. it was like Bobby looked in his little tea leaves and he just saw it and he knew. I don't know. <laughs> I've uh, been through that cycle before. All right. This question comes from John. Oh, hey, John. Hey. Qu- question for days since she's new to the show. Let's get weird. Murder, fuck, marry, Emilio, Nick, Bobby, go. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> I got this. I got a yikes. Yes. The, yeah, this question is very yikes. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I would... I would marry Bobby because he's efficient and has his shit together. Oh, yeah. So, it would be a dynamic duo. Yeah, <laughs> get shit done, which would be cool. Uh, and, ah, damn. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably... <laughs> You're struggling with this, days. You're struggling yeah, with this. Well, Your cheeks are uh, red. Your cheeks are literally red. <laughs> This is working out wonderfully. I'm so glad I put this in. I'd probably, uh, I'd probably fuck Emilio because he's a fun. Child. Not saying Nick is it, but uh, which unfortunately means Nick's got to die. I guess. Yeah, I couldn't live with all that Warhammer talk either, yeah. so it makes sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, you guys are fogging up my glasses. It got, it got yeah. really, it got pretty heated in here. That was. Um... Tales of Nadia level, dude. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, more. Definitely more. Uh, well, this one's a little yeah. easier. This one's from Curb the Ape. He says, I want to hear Days Review San Diego. Uh, so it's just obviously initial. I've only been in San Diego for a week. Uh, however, I feel that 
obviously it's it's expensive, but it's going to be. Uh, it's coastal. It's gorgeous. There's stuff everywhere. Uh, I did a five mile hike where I went and saw a whole bunch of bridges yesterday, and it was awesome. Like there's so much stuff to do, and there's so much hiking, and people are super friendly and really nice, and the food is great. And I mean, sure, like I said, it's expensive, but it's kind of like. Do you want every day to buy Little Caesars pizza and just scrape it off of the ground and eat that for like 20 cents? Or do you want to get like the artisanal, like nice, everything's made locally and great, but I mean, you're paying for the quality. I feel like uh, at least me personally, you get to a certain point in life where I would rather pay a little bit more to have better quality things, especially with stuff like alcohol. I can't drink four locos anymore like a 21-year-old ruin my body yeah so i mean i feel like san diego is kind of like that of a city where it's like yes it's more expensive but you are getting good quality with almost i feel like almost everywhere i've gone every time i've had food or coffee here it's just been like wow this is either the best thing i've ever had or it's up there man and so I don't know. I like it. I've noticed that there's a lot of other cities that are actually becoming borderline as expensive as San Diego, but they just aren't bringing the quality that San Diego has, uh, both with food and with even housing and rentals. It, weirdly enough, it was cheaper to rent like an Airbnb here. I'm in an Airbnb now and like it's cheaper than Phoenix, which is insane, but wow. it's super nice and it's i mean it just all depends on like the uh housing markets of cer certain cities right like but i mean it's just i i don't know so far i'm loving it but i you know i came from the desert and nothing and now there's everything and beaches and everybody's chill so of course i'm loving it <laughs> and you're there into may days yeah into may nice and then it should be washington state next so very nice. cool mm -hmm. Right. Got that blog started, right? Nope. No. Sorry, <laughs> travel blog. Damn. Need to start the yeah. Start call it Mama Days's travel blog. <laughs> All right, we got a couple questions from Emilio here. Sick Emilio. Emilio. <laughs> Would your collectively favorite game be about a Canadian robot snake that cross dresses? He's merging all of our everything we like yes oh so, okay yes. sorry sorry yeah robot yeah. cross-dressing canadian okay okay i'm guessing trying I'm to tell a robot joke. in this equation yes cross-dressing who's the that's days well oh. she drag it should be drag right yeah okay. cross-dresses Emilio's so uncultured i try to culture him days <laughs> i'm gonna apologize for him as his friend <laughs> He'll he'll get there. He'll get there. That's all right. He just needs a ditty daddy. That's all. That's right. He does. I've already <laughs> raised Christian to be a fine young man. Emilio, is, I'm going to have to work on. He was he was tougher, but lad. he has so much potential. Uh, he does. Well, he really does. Well, his next question is: Do you hate Emilio, and why is the answer <laughs> yes? He's taking this really hard. What a main character question. Days just fucking killed Nick over here, and he's all, <laughs> "Why yeah, do you hate me?" Yeah, I feel like we're we're equally dishing out the shade to both him and Nick of Warhammer and going and, and peeing and getting drunk jokes. Yeah, he's just a peer. Yeah. He's like a Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, I don't know which one's right. which, but the one who pees on the, yeah. Hobbes, He's like the right? dog that gets excited and is pees that, everywhere. Wait, and like, it, you just love Hobbes him. Is but... Hobbes, is this the right comic? There is a comic where, like, it's on the back of trucks and, you know, the monster yeah, energy yeah. drink sticker. 
Did you say Hobbs and Shaw are doing Calvin and Hobbs? Calvin and Hobbs. Is Ke- okay, Calvin yeah. and Hobbs, that's the one who's peeing in the sticker on the trucks. Yeah, well, Calvin is the one peeing on stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw are characters from a Fast and Furious series. Yeah. Okay. Jason Back to Rock. Wait, and what? Garfield's dad is who? Peter? John. John. Gotcha. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm in. I know my universe. <laughs> Got everything straight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> everything with cats in it and cartoons. We're, we're covered. Okay. All right. And final question from Emilio. Should we just pack up and move so Nick comes back to an empty podcast warehouse? <laughs> that would be well, fun. He doesn't record in the studio, so he wouldn't really be coming back to I think anything. He might pack up his house and move Leslie and the family out, maybe. I don't know. It seems like a... Get rid of them. Hmm. What? Uh, that's kind of dark. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? That's That's rude. I don't know. Yeah, Emilio's a sick guy. I think it'd sick be. Emilio. I think it could be a funny troll if you turned it on and there was just nobody sitting, but all of our voices were there. Oh, like yeah. we were all just talking. Oh, in ghosted rooms. him. Yeah. yeah, but like making his family disappear. I feel like that's like no, no, no. I don't. We'd move make somewhere nice. Disappear. I think you guys yeah. reading this wrong. Yeah. I See, I think, I, I think this is predicated on the idea that he thinks Nick records with us in the studio and that we would pack up and leave. So when Nick comes back, he's like, "Where'd everybody go?" But Nick records remotely with us, so I don't know if this would really work oh, unless we'd somehow turn on the stream. He he would say yes and with this. I feel like we go with it. You know, Nick comes to the studio and no one's there. Um, okay. I still don't know what happens though. I don't know what happens after that. Does he shows up crazy. in his sweatpants? I feel yeah. like I Nick, <laughs> Nick just turns the warehouse into like a a miniature room, and like lines yeah. the starts painting and just putting his passion into. Um, fills it with war, Warhammer figurines. Yeah, like this that empty spot sense. in his heart. He's he's filling with you know things he loves. <laughs> All right. Well, we're at the end of our show. So, what is everybody playing next week? Uh, for I'll... me, it's def. Oh, I was just gonna say, for me, it's definitely uh, finishing out the Surge Two and Dying Light Two, getting some co-ops in with some peeps that want to play. Let me know. All right. For me, it's going to be uh, Pokemon. I'm going to play some more Pokemon probably when I'm laying in my bed. And then when I'm on my computer, I'll be playing Dying Light 2 as well. So, John, yep. Sweet, sweet. Willing to play with a whole bunch of people. I started playing Pondarian again. Um, they just had like a tiny update. And it's surprisingly fun. Like it's the perfect just like relax game. So I think I'm going to play that and then uh, some Star Wars Galaxies. We'll see, you know, what PC gamers brought in. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I'm going to do some monitor shopping, apparently. Let's check. Since still not turning on. Oh, oh. Still nothing. Still no. nothing. So, yeah, I'll be doing that. And I'm probably going to pick up out of space. Uh, it looks really good. Yeah. Five bucks. I mean, why not? Um, yeah. I do need to play Ready or Not, though. We we got to get on that. Oh, yeah. the other thing, too, is like since I was gone all week, I haven't even been on Discord. I don't have Discord on my phone. And usually... Um, when I'm away from my house, I remote into my computer on my phone and I use Discord. Um, so it's been really weird. Like imagine being off of Discord for a full week. I don't know if you guys have ever done that, but that was odd. Came back to a lot of messages. So I apologize if I didn't get back to everyone. Why don't you um, just have it standalone as an app, dude? Why do you got to remote in? Like on my phone? Yeah. I could do that. I just, I don't pay much attention to my phone either. Like, so I, I don't know. I, sometimes, like, I, I try not to open up too many lines of communication to me, um, but it was kind of like an eye-opener to, to come back to Discord after a week and realize, like, I had all these messages and all these, like, ads and, like, just so much to catch up on. It was pretty crazy. 
for sure. We did do a lot yeah. of podcast work in the last, or like a little bit of podcast work in the last week, at least. Um, and it was weird to see you not comment on that. And I was like, oh, damn, this guy doesn't give a fuck. Cool. That's fine. <laughs> I was like, is Bobby he okay? Is. Do we need to check on him? Yeah, like... but if I, I, yeah, so uh, maybe we need to revisit. Well, we did change the name of this podcast. I don't know if you guys saw. It's yeah, what's the new name? DL yeah. Gaming uh, PC Gamecast, I think, for the SCO. And the description has changed to, oh, I God, I should have mentioned this, me- mentioned this earlier. On Spotify, you can rate podcasts now. So if you're listening to this oh. podcast on Spotify, uh, give us a rating, and then maybe we can read it um, during the episode. So make it funny. Don't be boring. Don't be like good podcast, okay? Make it, uh, make it five stars, even if it's a lie. Well, Just fi- make it five stars. I don't know about five stars. Like four stars. Make like funny. Yeah. Bring back Magic the Gathering. You don't talk about that enough. Five stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want more Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, more Warhammer and Magic. Okay. More episodes like this one, which I imagine. And more milk. More milk. <laughs> And a bag of dicks. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bobby, you want to sign us off? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'll do that. I wasn't really planning on it, but okay. Oh, oh, well, maybe John could. John, do you want to sign I, us off? I'm, I'm happy to wing it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, signing off from Christian, Days, Bobby, and myself. I'm going to go with bag of dick titties, everybody. It should be music playing on this here right now. Yeah, there is music. Yeah. Bobby, you want to try to recap all these things? Nah? Okay. Yeah, that's cool. We're probably good. The music has already started. If you, if you said that before the music started, I bet I could do it. Okay.